Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. My name is Jay King. Welcome to the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. We got a good one for you today. You know, we, we've been all over the, the map, a lot of music lately. But today, we're going to get down to some to the nitty-gritty of some politics because there's some, there's some political movement happening in California that you may or may not be aware of. Um, as you know, uh, the distinguished Senator F- Dianne Feinstein um, passed away some few weeks ago, and in doing so, she left a void, an opening for a new senator in California. Our governor appointed a Hispanic uh, in place of Kamala Harris when she became vice president. She was a senator from, senator from California. And he promised that he would put a woman in place if another Senate seat came open, and he said an African-American woman in particular, and uh, because a lot of people were upset that he would put someone other than an African-American woman in the place of a woman who describes herself as African-American sometimes, um, and that's Kamala Harris. And I say sometimes because, let's be honest, she has not always projected as African-American. But that's another story for another day. Um, Today I have with me uh, two distinguished gentlemen, one Mr. L.U. Harris, who's the former mayor of Oakland, California, and also a former legislator in California. Among other things, he'll tell you, he'll give you his credentials. And Mark Harris, who, if you're in Sacramento, you've heard him on 97.5 FM KDEE. He and his wife, um, Mama Mills, has a show called Family Matters that's coming back to radio uh, in the near future. But he's also an adjunct professor at the University of Merced. He's worked in the Clinton administration under um, Ron Brown, the Secretary of Commerce, the late Ron Brown. And these guys are um, what some of us would call political wonks. These guys, they, they follow this stuff. They, they know this stuff. They, you know, it's like guys who uh, watch football plays. You know, they, they can tell you what the next play is going to be. That's what these guys do. That's, what, that's why they're here. And I'm here to ask questions like, like you, just regular people. You know, I'm, I'm the regular guy. And we, we have some, some smarty pants here that are going to talk to us about this whole deal. Um, in case you want to know who I am, I am, uh, as I said, my name is Jay King. I'm the president and CEO of the California Black Chamber. I'm the leader of the group Club Nouveau, and I'm, I'm on air at 97.5 FM KDEE, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m., in Sacramento, you can find me at kdeefm.org if you're not in Sacramento, and you can listen to me there, or you can go to 97.5 FM. 
I also uh, do a morning podcast called Kings in the Morning on thejkingnetwork.com. More and more people have listened to that show, which I find very amusing and interesting because it's a wild and crazy show, which means there are a lot of wild and crazy people out there that I didn't know were that wild and crazy because you have to be wild and crazy to listen to that show. It's Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. So without any further ado, the Honorable L.U. Harris and the distinguished Mark Harris, how are you gentlemen doing today? I'm doing fine. It's good to be on the show. And, and now, James Brown is dead. You're now the hardest working man in show business. <laughs> and that's L.U. Harris. And I just want you guys to get used to voices. Thank you. Uh, so, L.U., give people uh, a brief biography on you. Okay. Well, I grew up in the Bay Area. I went to the uh, University of California with a master's degree and a law degree, University of California, Davis. I worked for the legislature. I worked for the Congress. I was elected to the California legislature representing uh, the East Bay. Uh, then I was uh, elected mayor of Oakland. I served for eight years as mayor of Oakland. And then I served as chancellor of the Peralta Community College District for another eight years. And I'm an attorney in private practice. Uh, I'm a reform politician. And Mark Harris used to work <laughs> for me before he decided that money was more important than politics. <laughs> that's that's uh, L.U. Harris. Uh, and then the distinguished gentleman, uh, the Esquire, of uh, Mark Harris. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. This is Mark Harris, born and raised proudly in the deep, deep south. And I always pause on this, Jay, central Los Angeles. Uh, went to L.A. High School, the Mighty Romans, and then uh, went to first USC and then Loyola Marymount University, where I graduated before attending UC Berkeley Law School. My, my first real break as a professional came from the Honorable Elihu M. Harris. Elihu's not only uh, my former boss, he's my friend, he's the godparent uh, to our two sons. Uh, he's a person who really has guided me and directed me for a period of now almost 50 years. Um, I was an investment banker for a period. I practice law. I continue to practice law currently with the Ben Crump National Civil Rights Law Firm, and as Jay mentioned, I am on the faculty at the University of California of Merced and was just appointed by President Biden to the Export-Import Bank uh, Council on Climate. I can't wait to get into that. So I've served President Clinton, now President Biden, and I've served two California governors, Gray Davis and Jerry Brown. So got a little bit of something going for me relative to experts with expertise. Um, thank you guys for being here. Question, I just want to get into it. Who is LaFonza Butler? I never heard her name until Dianne Feinstein passed away and she was announced to be the um, person who would finish out the term. Well, she's a labor leader, uh, former president of the SEIU and particularly in the Los Angeles area. Um, more lately, she was the president and CEO of Emily's List, which is a Women's a Political Action Committee that primarily is focused on abortion rights in terms of women candidates. And, uh, of course, most recently she was appointed uh, the senator uh, to replace uh, the late Diane Feinstein. One other thing, and she actually she was a Maryland resident at the time she was mm-hmm. appointed, which further right. complicates her appointment. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're going to get into we're going to get into all that. I just want to know. So you knew who she was prior to it, prior to her. I knew. Well, I, I don't know her, uh, but I knew who she was at least from the standpoint of her labor uh, leadership. Okay. Ellie, you, Mark, I don't did know you? A, I don't know. No, I don't know a black political person in California who knew her before the appointment. We've known of her, as the mayor said. She was on the University of California Board of Regents for a period. She's done big things. Not a question of that. It's a question of uh, do we know her? Who your people be? Who your people be is the question that I would ask. Where did you hang out? Where, where can we go and scratch and sniff and figure out who the hell you really are? And unfortunately, the governor deprived the African-American community in the state of California from that privilege by doing something I consider to be very heavy-handed in terms of rewarding what amounts to one word to describe who she is to me is a carpetbagger, a person who's not a Californian, was not registered to vote in California at the time she was appointed. I hope by the time she was sworn in, she was uh, a California voter. I just think it's ridiculous Absolutely. that we're in this situation. Well, so to answer that question, yes, she was sworn in as a California voter, uh, registered as a California voter before she was sworn in. She hadn't been in California for a few years, but she still own, owns a home in California. And you, all you have to be is domiciled to some degree. You don't have to actually live there to, to, to represent California. That's the language that I read. My question is this. Um, do you think that the governor picked her, uh, LaFonza Butler, because she isn't running for the seat? And instead of getting giving Barbara Lee or Adam Schiff uh, a leg up, he decided – I'm going to pick someone who's not running so the other two candidates from a political standpoint, so I don't put myself in a political trick bag. Um, I'm going to pick somebody who's who's not going to run, and uh, the two candidates have to fend for themselves. So you think that might have been the thinking here? And I'm going to ask you, um, LU, because you and I sit on a, the – African-American Leadership Council for the governor, and he told us that he was going to pick an African-American woman if, um, if, if Diane Feinstein passed away, and that's exactly what he did. Right. After he appointed a Latino to replace Kamala Harris, he indicated that he was uh, the next appointment, uh, if something happened to Diane Feinstein, would be an African-American woman. Uh, I think he hoped against hope that Diane Feinstein would live past the uh, primary, and she obviously died. She'd been sick for the last several years, but I think he was hoping that she would serve until it was uh, too late for him to make an appointment of someone who could run. So uh, about a month or so ago, he took off the uh, made an additional requirement that he would only appoint a caretaker who would not be a candidate for the office. Uh, then, uh, and so that would eliminate. Barbara Lee, for example, because she's actually is a candidate for the uh, Senate seat uh, being vacated by Diane Feinstein. Uh, then, and then he tried to pick anyone he could who would, in fact, not be a candidate for the seat. In other words, a caretaker, because uh, he wanted to make sure that uh, there was no leg up, if you would, for a black woman uh, to be the heir apparent 
to the seat, even though that was his initial uh, commitment. He tried. Do you to think it make, was? Do you think it was to a black woman or to any candidate? Do you think it was? Do you think it oh, was? He, he didn't want to get woman. No, I'm saying, yeah, do you he think he didn't want to give a black woman a leg up, or he didn't want to give any candidate a, a leg up? Because uh, unless you're saying that the the black woman that's that he picked might mm-hmm. run. Well, first of all, she may run. He, at the last minute, he took off that caveat. Uh, some say it was because he felt he was locked into a corner uh, with that un- unexpected death of Diane Feinstein. And secondly, uh, apparently he was angry at Barbara Lee because Barbara Lee apparently made some remarks, uh, basically, uh, that he uh, interpreted Mickey saying he was a racist because he was well, putting that well, requirement. Ellie, Ellie, oh, but let me finish. Let me finish. He put the requirement mm-hmm. of a caretaker on the Feinstein seat, which he did not do on the seat that uh, that uh, uh, Alex Padilla uh, inherited when Kamala Harris went to the uh, became vice president. What were you going to say, Mark? Two things. One, and, and Ellie, you got to it uh, in in the last part of his comment. Barbara Lee said that an African American woman should not be relegated to a caretaker position. That it's offensive to even make reference to an African-American woman serving in a caretaker role. All kind of connotations come up in our mind when we think of black women throughout history who've been relegated despite their credentials to a caretaker role. I completely stand with her on that comment. And it was when she made that comment in criticism of the governor after he said what he said on Meet the Press that he apparently, now we don't know, but apparently got pissed off and thought that she fronted him in an inappropriate way. So it was kind of like anybody but Barbara Lee. To move back half a tick, even though... Hold on. Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Mark, Mm -hmm. hold on one second. Because we we have to take a break right here. And then Mm -hmm. when we come back, we're going to come back to your half a tick. Is that cool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're tuned into the you're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. We are going to have a good one today. We'll be right back. <laughs> How many minutes we have right here, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I'm here, but I'm back. Yep. Hold on one second. Let me double check, if you will. Please, we can go um, 10 minutes, if you will. 10 minutes? Okay. You ready? Yep, I am. Okay. You're on. You're tuned into the J. King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is J. King. We're talking about LaFonza Butler. You know who she is. Yeah, I'm sure. No, you don't know. You you probably never heard her name before. I know I had. Um, and it's because she is now the new senator sitting sitting in to finish out the term for the late Diane Feinstein, who sat in the seat for decades. Sick the she was sick the last few years, but continued to to own that seat. And the reason why this seat. It's such an interesting seat. It's because Kamala Harris, who uh, was, I'm going to say, the first African-American woman senator from California. Am I right with that, you guys? I think yes. she's the first black woman senator in America. 
No, she's second. I'm sorry. Oh, no. She was second. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about Carol Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, she became vice president, and a Hispanic man took her seat, appointed by the then governor, Gavin Newsom, who is still the governor today. Gavin mm-hmm. Newsom promised the African-American community that if the seat came open with Dianne Feinstein, that he would appoint an African-American woman. Barbara Lee announced her run, the, the congresswoman, Barbara Lee, announced that she was going for that Senate seat prior to Dianne Feinstein running because everybody knew this was her last term. Adam Schiff also announced he was running. And when he said it would be an African-American woman, everyone assumed it would be Barbara Lee. And then LaFonzia Butler comes out of nowhere. And she is now sitting in the seat. Um, Some seem to think that she will uh, run for the seat when this term is up, these 15 months are up. I'm one to believe, and this was my belief, and again, I don't know, I'm, I'm not politically connected like that. My idea was that uh, our governor, Gavin Newsom, picked someone who would satisfy the status quo by picking an African-American woman but he added another caveat. She's an African-American woman who is also LGBTQ. She's married to a woman. So he gets to kill two birds with one stone. Uh, He gets to satisfy a a larger political swath. And and then Barbara Lee and Adam Schiff get to eat what they kill. That's how I see it. But Mark, you see it a little different than that. You, you believe that um, that she may run. I think she's doing all the things that a person who intends to run is doing. She's she's visiting the appropriate people. She's rallying the appropriate troops. Ella Hugh Harris and Willie Brown taught me that the only thing that really matters in politics is money and troops, and she's starting to put both together. Adam Schiff is way ahead with thirty-two million dollars in the bank plus or minus. Katie Porter, we can't forget the congresswoman from Orange County, is also in this race. She's second in the polls. Barbara Lee is third in the polls right now, but tied with Steve Garvey, the former L.A. Dodger. So she's got to get up over all that, but she's doing the things that one would think. The point I was going to make, though, earlier, Jay, and I don't want your listeners to, to lose this. Maybe it's just important to me. We're a state of 40 million people, 22 million of whom are registered voters in California. At the time the governor announced she would be his choice, she was not a registered voter in California. She was registered in the state of Maryland. I don't see anything so extraordinary about her that he had to reach all the way across country to Maryland to bring this person forward when we have 40 million folks in California, some of whom are qualified, including the Honorable Barbara, Barbara Lee. This was, to me, insulting that he would select our representative for us. I told you I was going to give you a black woman, and I'm going to tell you who it's going to be. Why don't you ask us, Governor? Can I, can, I, can I push back on that a little bit? 
Yep. Maybe he did us a favor. Maybe he's looking out for us better than we know. Barbara Lee is going to have an uphill climb when it comes to raising money. Uh, LaFonza Butler is a master at raising money. Barbara Lee would have to give up her congressional seat to run for the Senate. If she stayed in that seat and LaFonza was senator, we'd have a lot more power across the board in Congress and the Senate. Barbara Lee is not a, a fundraiser. She, she's going to need to raise upwards of $30, $40 million in order to compete with Adam Schiff, as you just stated. The, the Honorable Willie Brown told you, you need money and troops. She's too far behind in the money game. We need somebody who can raise money and who can who has a, a larger reach, if you will, in the political world. Yes or no? Is, is that is, is that another way to look at it? Maybe he's doing us a favor and we don't know it yet. Well, first of all, he didn't put that requirement on Alex Padilla. He appointed him with none of those preconditions. Why do black folks mm-hmm. have to have? those kind of considerations. LaFonso Butler has no political background, never ran for an elected office, is a relative unknown. Uh, We have Mm -hmm. to see whether or not she can raise money as a candidate. She's raised money for other women as candidates, but never for herself. So her ability Mm -hmm. to raise money, unknown. Her political uh, acumen, unknown. Her political history is unknown. So, I mean, there's nothing about her. And in my understanding, there were eight or nine other black women who turned it down because they didn't want to be caretakers. Mm-hmm. So, let's say it is just a caretaker seat. Let's say she's not running and he didn't want – let's say that, that, would, that, that caretaker is the right word because unlike the Alex Padilla seat, this, this seat is going to go to somebody else. That seat was oh, no, 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 you know, there was a lot more no, there was a lot more time there was a lot more time um on that term. She um how long had Kamala sat in that seat? A year or so? No, she'd been there four years. Two years? Four years. Um I mean but her second her second her second um her second term was, was starting when term. he was, when he set in, right? It was her first term. Well, okay, so what the first four time? years in in a six in a six in a six year term in a six year okay so mm-hmm. so she's got so she, they got two years he knows that he wants him to run again he knows that whoever's sitting in this seat he's picking somebody who is only going to be a caretaker I'm not looking for somebody who wants this seat I'm looking for somebody as a caretaker maybe that's why he used the term. That's right. You know, that, you know that, was not, that wasn't hold up, but that wasn't the original commitment. If Diane Feinstein could have died a year ago, you know, she's been sick right. and ill health for at least the last two years. He did not make that a, an original commitment. He said, "I'm going to appoint a black woman to try to make up for the fact that he did not appoint mm-hmm. a black woman to replace Kamala Harris." I'm Janet Marie, and, 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 the Democratic Party won't raise all her money for her because she's a money raiser, and the Democratic Party, if they like her, they're going to raise money with her for certain. 
but she's got to be able to raise money. Is, is the Democratic Party supporting Barbara Lee or Adam Schiff, or have they said what they're going to do? They haven't said anything yet. Most of, most of the uh, endorsements of organizations have not been made. Some have, most haven't. And, and Jay, I'm, so, I'm still I'm still troubled by the thought I'm still troubled by the thought that the governor was all with all of his political skills, with all of his political successes, should be cast in a position that he's making a unilateral decision as to what he thinks is in the best interest of black people in this state. I'm I I resist I rebuke that. I don't need him to play that role for me. He should do the same thing he would do. He didn't run Padilla bias when he made the appointment of Padilla. I don't know which Latino leaders that he uh, sought counsel from, but I got to believe he sought counsel from some. He didn't just pop Padilla on them. I'm sure he did it after reaching out to those communities, the affected communities, if you will, from a Latino-Latina standpoint and seeking their input. That was not done here with this person. I don't know one African-American Mark, how much of that until the – how much of it do you think has to do with the fact that when it comes to mm-hmm. politics, we're just mm-hmm. not good players. We don't put money on oh. the wood, you know, um, you know, as a, as a group. We don't put money on the wood. We don't pull, pull our money together. Uh, we, don't, um, we don't vote as a block, you know. So how much of it has to do with the fact that we're just not good when it comes to politics? Uh, he didn't talk to Willie Brown. He didn't talk to Karen Bass. He didn't talk to London Breed. Tell me, any yeah. what, are we all dummies? Are we all ignorant, poor mm. people who don't mm. have a political voice? Are we just former slaves? I mean, are, you we, a slave are, are we just not organized? Hey, 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 when, when he was getting recalled, sorry, we got he to thought take he a, political. I, we got to take a break in a minute. I, mean, I got to break it off right here, <laughs> and then we'll come back, okay? <laughs> No, because um, of because course. we because these are segments. You know, we got to do them in segments. So, mm. um, so I'm gonna stop course, it right here. and I'm gonna go like this. Or are we not organized? We're just individuals. That's what we have to talk about. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. We'll be right back. Um, Reese says, how do you vote as a block? 85% plus vote Democrat. No, Reese, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is in California, we, you know, a lot, we have a lot of powerful people, a lot of powerful African Americans, but when it comes to are we pooling our money together like other communities do uh, with an agenda, I would say the answer is no. And that's probably what we suffer from, but we don't want to have that. That's a whole other conversation for another day. So we're going to come right back. Um, Mike, how many minutes in this next segment? This is a nine-minute segment. Nine-minute segment, okay. You ready? You're on. It's the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. And we're, we're, we're trying to peel this onion to find out where the game is. <laughs> you know, how much of this is politics? How much of it is uh, it's just, uh, you know, trying to – do the right thing so the, the governor is not giving anybody a, a leg up, and how much of it is calculated? And, um, and is there respect being played? Is there respect being paid to the hierarchy of politics, African-American hierarchy of politics in California? 
Um, you don't think so, huh, um, Mr. Mayor, L.U. Harris? You know, I mean, I'm tired of plantation politics. Uh, when, when the governor was being recalled, he went to black folks and asked us to oppose his recall. When he had the opportunity to appoint a black woman to the U.S. Senate, he didn't care about our opinion at all. Uh, I don't want it both ways. If you're a plantation politician, be the same. Be consistent. That I can make a judgment based on who you are rather than who I perceived you to be, who I wanted you to be, or who you pretended to be. Mark? There's, there's politics and there's principles. Like Big Worm said in one of my favorite movies, Friday, he said there's the principalities at issue here. And the principality here is what Mayor Harris just outlined. I don't need a plantation owner. And we're using these terms deliberately. I don't want people to think that we're being glib or we don't think. Elihu Harris has been in the political space for a very long time. I first met him when I was a 19-year-old intern in the United States House of Representatives working for the Honorable Yvonne Brathwaite Burke. So we've been in this space a very long time. And we're not using terms without really being serious and sincere about what we're trying to express relative to what we feel is disrespect relative to African-American women and the broader African-American community. So do you think that LaFonza was political to, um, to appease the LGBTQ and the African-American community? Or do you think that he just said, I'm going to pick somebody LGBTQ who happens to be black, and I can kill two birds with one stone? I can't get inside his head. He appointed two black uh, 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 people, uh, gay, gay people, to the state. Well, Supreme he Court. said that he, well, well I mean, Ella, you, you were there. You were at the meeting where he told us, I'm going to appoint a black woman to the Senate. Right. We, we heard right. it. Right, right. So he said it to but he, us. But, it, but he's not put a prerequisite of who's going to be gay. So, I mean, so is he uh, discriminating against heterosexuals? Uh, because he, I, I don't understand exactly what his mindset is. Uh, he did what he did, and he's got to be held accountable for it. If you like it, that's fine. If you dislike it or think that he was not uh, respectful or consistent uh, in terms of that appointment, then I think that needs to be asked, and hopefully it'll be answered. But he's you know, not asked anyone that I know who's political uh, or in elected office, for that matter, past or present, what they thought any of the nominees he was considering. And, L.U., you know one of the basic premises of politics is vetting a candidate. That means kicking the tires, looking under the hood, running the name by the community that that person represents. Now, I don't know if he ran her name by the LGBTQ uh, plus community. I know he did not run it by the African-American community. I don't think it's mutually exclusive, the fact that she's uh, a lesbian and African-American. You can't, it's not about one or the other. There's intersectionality here among all of us, and definitely in her case. But I'm, a, I'm still saying that don't do for me what I can do for myself. Give me the opportunity to give you feedback. Give me the opportunity to give you perspective. The, the troubling consistency with this governor is he doesn't like to be criticized. He doesn't like to be told uh, by individuals or organizations that he's wrong and that he's made a mistake or he should rethink. A lot of people believe, I had uh, conversations with various members of the press when this came down, and they said he's pissed at Barbara Lee. He wasn't going to appoint Barbara Lee no matter what. 
if Elliot said nine candidates, it could have been 99, and he wasn't going to appoint Barbara Lee because he was pissed. That's not serving the African-American community. It's not I serving mean, 40 million but, Californians. But you can't, you know, I mean, that, that's a personality. If you, don't, if you don't support me, I don't support you. That's how that tootsie rolls, doesn't it? I got a question for you. This is from Reese Hopkins. He says, forgive the question, but aren't they just debating who's the better Democrat with the same policies that never benefit the black community? Why not diversify your vote towards some Republicans and make them fight for the black vote? If there's a black Republican who he believes is representative of that, puts that in. I know black Republicans. Uh, I don't know many of them that are political enough or visible enough uh, or could raise enough money within the Republican Party to be a legitimate candidate. Because they, they nominated Larry Elder, and he did not do very well. Mm-hmm. So I want to see more black candidates representing the Republican Party. I think that question is valid, but only when you see black candidates who are emerging from that party. Does a candidate have to be black for you to see them as a legitimate candidate? Obviously not, because there aren't that many. I supported, look, I supported Gavin Newsom. Um, I supported Jerry Brown. Uh, I've not been always happy with many of their responses, I found them often to be paternalistic, but I've appreciated the positive things that they've done. But I would say this, there is not one black uh, staff member inside the governor's office uh, of any consequence. What does that tell you? There's no point guard for the black community inside the governor's office. I've asked him that directly. Who is the black person in your office who you trust who we can go to to provide access, provide communication with you and your office, uh, crickets. And, and for me, Jay, it's time for me to support somebody who's a little less comfortable with black folk. Maybe he's too comfortable with us. Maybe he feels he knows us so well and has come to interact with us on so many different levels. He does not have to be accountable to us. This, to me, appears to be that as much as it is anything else. Too familiar, as my mother would say. So let me tell you what I think, you guys, and my, my take on this. When it comes to the game of politics um, um, and the people that lead us in the game of politics, we are the bad news bears. We We just, in recent years, we haven't had people that have come to the community and said, this is how we make a difference. We've got to put money on the wood. We have to be involved in political campaigns, and we have to vote. I mean, and be intentional about this conversation. Um, The the Democratic Party calls me, and they invite me to, to places. But that's because I maxed out. I maxed out what I could give when Karen Bass ran for mayor, I gave the maximum amount to the Democratic Party, not to, I, I maxed out with Karen Bass, but then I maxed out with them. And when you max out, you have a voice. And what I notice is we don't put money on the wood. So we, so we may vote, but we don't vote at, a, at an astounding number. Uh, we're loud. Uh, we can help. But we don't maximize our power. We don't cash in our political equity. 
and we don't put money on the wood. And so we're not we're, we're the last to be dealt with because we have the least invested. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. Joe Biden was elected president because of black women. Uh, representation matters. You got to show up. You always have to show out. And you know, if you look at Karen Bass was elected in a city that has a relatively small black population. Five uh, percent of the population in San Francisco is black, but uh, London Breed is the mayor. You go up and down the state, black members of Congress, uh, 55 members of Congress are black. Um, the largest segment of the Democratic caucus in Congress is black. I'm not talking about candidates. I'm talking about our, I'm talking about our community, our involvement in the political okay. process. Uh, getting, elected, we don't put, getting, elected, getting elected is the mother's milk of policy. Money helps, but it's not just money. I know it's not just money, but we have to do the other things. We got to come right back. This is uh, this is going to be good. Um, my name is Jay King. It's the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We'll be right back. How many minutes, Mike? Jay. Yeah, four minutes. Wow, four minutes. All right. So I got two four-minute <laughs> segments, right? All right. So I'm going to give one segment to Mark Harris. I'm right. going to give one segment to um, L.U. Harris. I'm going to do um, the, the, the Highlands thing right now, and then we'll do the um, – we'll do – who want to go first, you or Mark? Um, Mark? Look, I think I talked to him. Let Mark finish it up. Mark, and, Mark, Mark Harris speaks no, to this, me. No, these are two, these are two four-minute segments. <laughs> so oh, you're going to have to – do you want to go before oh, okay. Mark or after Mark? Huh? I, I, I'll go after Let Mark because I talk last. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, talk, I, talk, I was the last person to speak. I want to mix it up. Because Mark Harris, you know, sometimes he runs a well, counterpoint. Mix it up. The engineer is going to mix it up anyhow, but we're good. Uh-huh. Way to go. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, this show was sponsored by Highlands Community Charter School. If you're 22 years or older without a high school diploma, Highlands Community Charter School is where you ought to be. Not only will they help you earn your high school diploma, they'll help you find a career pathway, and it doesn't cost a dime, just time and effort. 916-844-2283 is the number. 916-844-2283. Call them today, and remember, it's never too late to get your life in order. All right, so it's the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580, and this has been a good one. You know, I really um, am leaving this to uh, – to the experts, and then I'm going to tell you what I think at the end, but I really wanted you guys to get a a feel for how people that are in the game, how they see it, and and, and how how it pans out for them. So, um, Mark Harris, I'm going to go to you first, and you have four minutes uh, and these both of these guys are lawyers, so you have four minutes to um, <laughs> to put your argument together of what or why you find this appointment to be um, disheartening. Thank you, thank you so much, Jay. I, I, it's pretty simple and straightforward to me. I may or may not use all the time allotted. Uh, it's a very simple message that I delivered at the, at the outset of your show. I believe that the African-American community in California was disrespected by the governor relative to this appointment. I'm keeping it very focused. There are some who feel he's disrespected us on a broader level uh, on other issues. 
I'm, I'm trying to keep my focus on this appointment and the process associated with it. I'm very disappointed, and I think African Americans in California should be disappointed as to how this came down. Do I believe that uh, the interim senator, LaFonza Butler, will be good, bad, or otherwise? I think she's qualified. I think she's eminently qualified uh, without having held elective office. I think she has about as well-rounded a set of credentials as anybody could have uh, and, and be effective in the role as United States Senator. I think she's smart. I think she's tough. I think she's done uh, through labor and what she's done with women's organizations, Emily's List, et cetera. She'll make an, an, an amazingly successful senator if, in fact, uh, she's able to get the full six-year term and even between now and the end of where she is as interim senator, she'll have 15 months. She'll have a little bit more than a year to get some things done on behalf of California and particularly African Americans within California. So that's not the issue for me. The issue for me is the governor taking our community for granted in this, in this manner. Uh, I think he also added an air of uh, divisiveness to the black community. I've seen more folks fighting over this issue, pro-Barbara Lee, anti-Barbara Lee, uh, pro-Lafonza Butler, anti-Lafonza Butler. I've seen us fighting more over this one than about anything I can think of uh, in recent California political memory. I hope we stop that, unified behind whomever is in the best interest of our community. I happen to believe it's the Honorable Barbara Lee, uh, but we need to move forward as one, uh, and I stand ready to do that. That's Mark Harris, the Honorable Mark Harris. Mark, if people want to find you, how do they find you if they want to send an email to you, you know, maybe get you on one they, of their shows? They can, how find, do they me, they can find me easily on, um, on X, which is the former Twitter. My handle is at prof, P-R-O-F, Mark T, as in Thomas Harris. They can find me on LinkedIn, uh, and, uh, and they'll be able to find me soon back on my favorite home, KDEE, 97.5 FM in Sacramento, California, every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m. California time, beginning hopefully uh, the first Monday in November. We're looking forward to it. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right, so then we got four minutes. Did I do, for, four minutes for, oh, how much right? time did I use, Jay? How much time did uh, I use? Four, about, four, about four minutes. Yeah! <laughs> You're a lawyer. You're a lawyer, Mark. Press is on, Ellie. What, what else are you going to do? <laughs> what what are you going to do? Like Jamie Fox. I was like Jamie Foxx. <laughs> hey, Paul, no, I, want, I want to apologize to Mark Harris. He's going to take the last shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? You guys ready? Yes. It's the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back. Who is LaFonza Butler? Hopefully you kind of know a little bit more about her than when we first started this conversation. Uh, in the last segment, Mark Harris gave you uh, an overview of how he sees this thing and and what he thinks should have happened. Now I'm going to leave it to uh, Mayor of Oakland, former mayor of Oakland, L.U. Harris, to give us his thoughts on it. I have no issue with LaFonza Butler. She certainly has the right to accept the appointment and to run. My problem with the governor's divide-and-conquer attitude 
Barbara Lee was already a legitimate candidate with 30 years of elected experience in the State Assembly, the State Senate, and the U.S. Congress for the last 26 years. For him not to appoint the black candidate who had already started running, already started raising money, already up and down the state, going to various communities uh, to get their support, developing a political base, I think is insulting. Now, he can defend it, and he should, because I think, quite frankly, what he did was a disservice. At best, uh, it, is, it is a divide-and-conquer strategy. If LaFonsa Butler and Barbara Lee both run for the Senate seat, then he's really handing it to Adam Schiff, who had the upper hand anyway. So he didn't do black folks any favor. Uh, I guess he tried to feel, I, well, I can fulfill my commitment to black folks, but it's not going to make any difference because they really aren't going to have a chance to elect a black senator with the power of incumbency. So, you know, I think it's just a, uh, an indication of plantation politics, whether it was intended or not. But as you remember, Gavin Newsom was appointed the, uh, to the uh, Board of Supervisors in San Francisco by a black man. He was a bartender in the Castro. He had no prior political history. He had never been elected to anything. So why would he, in fact, uh, not understand and appreciate the fact that his political career was jump-started by a black mayor who recognized his talent and his ability and gave him the opportunity. The fact that he would not let do that to a legitimate black candidate who, in fact, had done the service, had, in fact, paid the price, I think is a disservice and certainly disrespectful at most. Uh, Gavin Newsom should answer for that, and he wants to run for president. It should be one of the questions that black voters put before him throughout the country, and definitely as he goes to the South, try to demonstrate why he ought to be the next president or at some point become the president of the United States. So it really is an issue of character. It's an issue of what have you done for me. Uh, it is an issue of whether or not you're going to serve and lead uh, the black community in a way that we believe appropriate and respectful. Otherwise, why Gavin Newsom? You know, I, I don't dislike Gavin. I like him a lot. But I think this was a mistake that certainly uh, ought to be at least questioned, asked, and answered. Paulette Sims said, it shocked me. Um, Barbara Lee would have been good. Jelena Johnson said, I'm very mm -hmm. happy that Mr. and Mrs. Harris will be returning to KDEE 97.5. El Malik <laughs> Abdul Muhammad said, it's good to hear from my home city former mayor. Um, Paulette said, they will divide and conquer. Libby said, could age have been a factor? Um, mm. So... So um, I, I want to say it, it is a factor. I don't think you care about that. Well, um, I want to say thank you to you guys for 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 tuning in with me and for 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 um, for doing this. I, I would love to have you guys come back again one day, just so we can, as this thing starts to play out, especially during the election, just to kind of see um, how this ball rolls and if, in fact, she runs. Um, let me ask you before you go, Mark, if she doesn't run, if she's not running, will you see it right. differently? Will you say, um, you know, I'm sorry, you guys, I got one I think, minute. Thank I, you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the J. King. Huh? He can answer it? Okay. Okay, yeah, because we can just cut it off. We can put this on the podcast. Keep it quick. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so um, – so, Mark, if, you know, what if, um, what if she's not running and 
she was just a placeholder. So that, um, that so that, that then I be, then I believe Adam Schiff will be the next senator from the state of California. Okay. Uh, El Malik said, I think he selected her to appeal to the LGBTQ community, as no other state is as liberal about that as California. Um, 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 LRU, um, if, if you find out that she's not running, will, will it make you look at the appointment differently, that he was just trying to be fair across the board because it's politics, and he is running for president and he don't want to you know he don't want to offend anyone one or the other well i think that if she doesn't run either way she wins because uh, i don't i think this at, at this late date it's gonna be very hard for her to pull together enough organization uh-huh. even if she can pull together enough uh-huh. money as a newcomer without a political track record to get elected to the u.s senate uh, and if yeah, but I'm saying if she, she doesn't, doesn't run, if she's not running, if, if, she not her run, running. if she doesn't run, then he achieves his goal, which is to not give any black person a step up or a mm-hmm. or any kind of uh, advantage mm-hmm. in the Senate race in no, uh, in March and November. Um, John Beckman said, if Schiff is elected, I will laugh and laugh at how dumb California is. <laughs> 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 uh, thank you, guys. Um, thank you, Ellie. Uh, thank you, Mark, for for calling in. I appreciate you guys. Hey, Jay, thank you, Our man. Pleasure, you always brother. give the people a voice, and I appreciate that, man. People need to learn, and they need to get educated, and we have to educate each other and make sure that politics is not just a game that we consider to be somebody else's business. Absolutely. Thank you, two gentlemen. Thank you. All right. So, um, so I want to give you guys, I want to give you my take on the whole thing because I see it a little different. But I, I love Mark and Elihu because these guys are political wonks. And so I get, a, I get an inside view of how politics work. And now not only are they political wonks, they're Democrats, and, and they are hardcore Democrats. So what, what you hear are, um, are how Democrats see it and, and, and talk about it. The same way in the morning time how we hear Reese and how he's a Republican. So if you hear Republicans and Democrats, they, they, they run hard for the party. Now, when a black Democrat is running, then – Black Democrats come together like a fist. They have to come together. So it's not about whether the politics match or not. It's only about the color. And I think we got to get beyond that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, um, there's some black folk. I don't want to run nothing. Just like there's some white folk. I don't want running nothing. But I don't want them, want them running nothing because they're black or white. I don't run them, want them running nothing because they're not good. And when I said that we don't put money on the wood and so we don't have a voice in the game, I think a few people said I disagree. Of course you do because you don't put money on the wood. And you can disagree all you want. The proof is in the pudding. We ain't in the game, y'all. 
We ain't in the game because we don't invest in the candidate. Now, whether people like it or not, we have to financially invest in candidates the way we financially invest in other things that we want and that we like. If you don't invest in the candidate, when you come knocking on the candidate's door, he's not answering your call first. He's going to answer mine because I'm financially invested. How do I know? Because I financially invest in candidates. And what scares me is that we don't educate our community at how important it is for us to put our tools and fuels together and build a stack. And not only is our money stacked, but our votes are stacked. Because once you once you got once you financially are invested, you're gonna be in it. We don't put our money in stuff that we don't that we're not gonna we're gonna be in it. If you put your money in a party, you want to have some say in it. And I hear people say things like, you know, money is good, and I think Paulette said right here, but people vote. Let me tell you something, Paulette. Where your money is, if you if you put your money, you're going to vote where your money is. So you could, you know, you can pretend like, like, um, like we've been doing good. We've never done good. We've never done good as a community. Why do you think we're so far behind? And we've never done good as a community because we don't play the game right. We don't play the game to win. Because if we played the game to win, our communities wouldn't be so far behind. Our politicians get money. Our politicians get power. Our politicians get position, but not our community. And when I hear people say things like, you know, um, you know, I've been in politics a long time. When you say I've been in politics a long time and, um, and we haven't moved the needle, I'm looking at you with a side eye. Because if, we've been in, if you've been in politics a long time and you haven't been able to move the needle or you haven't done anything to, to, to move the needle, not – at this level, I'm talking about at the ground level in our community because that's where the needle needs to move. It's, it's got to move at our community level. That's where we got to make a difference. When, when, when black folks are starving because everything that we talk about will help the top end and all the money comes to the top end, but it never trickles down to the community, then we got a problem. If, if our community is always waiting on, on something, somebody to give us something, because, because we're not talking about how to build our own apparatus, the reason why I invest and talk to other people in my community about investing is because me having money don't mean nothing if the people around me don't have it. Me earning money and generating money don't mean nothing if the people around me can't generate it. 
We are cold. We play a cold game, and we and, and and what we've done is we've we've invested. I know it's not how you was taught, Paulette, and the way you was taught don't work for me. You guys, the way you guys work don't work for me. It don't work for our community. We should be investors. We 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 should we should own stocks. And all the goods we use. You got an iPhone? Do you do you own Apple stock? You got Jordans? Do you own Nike stock? You drink coffee from Starbucks? Do you own Starbucks stock? We should own all that stuff. You use Google? Do you own Google stock? You getting stuff delivered to you from Amazon? Do you own Amazon stock? We should we should be in it like that. I got 137 black folks to invest in digital license plates. The minimum investment was $25,000. We made it where $2,500 would be the minimum investment because we, we built LLCs. So regular folk own shares in Reviver, the digital license plate company, that haven't gone public yet at 35 cents a share, and their $2,500 can turn into a half a million or a million bucks or more. That's what we should be doing. That's what we should be talking about. And, and when you talk to people about things that move the needle for them, they're going to trust you, and, do, uh, and they're going to move the needle across the board. They're going to they're, they're vote in a block with you. They're, 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 they're going to um, um, match their voice with yours. But if every time we're doing something, we're doing something for, uh, for, our, uh, for the leadership, to move the leadership, but, but from a political standpoint, we ain't, we're not empowering the people. And I, wanna, I think the people, we have to empower ourselves. We, we have to know that we, we are the power. And so I, I, I'm saying to you all, in communities, the reason why this woman was picked was because of the position that she held. She, 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 if I start telling you all the things, she's 44 years old. She in the game. And, and if um, and, and Gavin Newsom is playing a political game where he believes that black folk don't have a good enough game plan, that black folk are going to fall in line anyway. Now, why would I say that? Because that's what we've always done. I think he played a smart political game. Whether I agree with it or not ain't the issue. He played a smart political game. He did what he said he was going to do. He honored his word. And, And now there are black folk who agree with him, who say she was the right one because of where she is in the political party, because she's the one who helped get Kamala to become vice president. See, she's been swinging the bat for a long time. You don't know her because you ain't on the inside of the game, but the inside of the game know exactly who she is. 
That's how powerful she is. She's so powerful, they went to Maryland and said, come on back to California. You've still got your house out there in Mountain View. Come here to California, and you become the, the senator. We'll, we'll, we'll let you do that. You can add that to your resume to all the other stuff you've done. 31 years old, she, she going to take over the SEIU union. She's a, she's a bad sister. But there are agendas at play here, too. She's a bad sister who happens to be LGBTQ. she got a wife and a daughter. And we we got a whole other game that's happened out here that we don't talk about. And people, and it's interesting because people in the political game, they see it a certain way. And sometimes I think they're too close to the game to, to change it. So you can't look to them to change the game. Somebody from the outside got to change the game. A lot like what I did with music. People told me what I couldn't do when I put out rumors, that, you know, you couldn't put a record out nationwide. You had to be with a major label. They told me all the stuff I couldn't do. But because I didn't play the game, because I wasn't part of the game, um, and nobody knew my name, I was a nobody in it. But that means that I had no, no limits to what I could and couldn't do. Sometimes you know too much. Paulette said I should know her name. If you should know her name, you would know her name, Paulette. You ain't part of the game that need to know her name. How do I know that? Because she in the game, you're not. She obviously wields a bigger stick than you think or know or anybody else for that matter. So... It's going to be interesting to watch how it plays out. What I know is going to happen, um, I, whether I don't know you, no, I don't know you, Paulette. I, I don't need to. I'm not in the game like that. So I'm just saying if you needed to know her name, I didn't know her name. If I needed to know her name, I would have because she would have been in my lexicon. She would have been in my circle. She was in a whole other game. But if I start reading you who she is and what she's done, whether you know her or not, whether I know her or not, she, she is that. Butler began her career as a union organizer for nurses in Baltimore and Milwaukee, janitors in Philadelphia and hospital workers in New Haven, Connecticut. In 2009, she moved to California where she organized in-home caregivers and nurses and served as president of SEIU, United Long-Term Care Workers, Local 2015. Butler was elected president of the California SEIU State Council in 2013. She undertook efforts to boost California's minimum wage and raise income taxes on the wealthiest Californians. As president of SEIU Local 215, Butler endorsed Hillary Clinton in 2016 Democratic presidential primary. Butler was one of California's electors who voted for Clinton in the 2016 election. In 2018, California Governor Jerry Brown appointed Butler to a 12-year term as a regent of the University of California. She resigned from her role as regent in 2021. Butler joined SCRB Strategy, the California-based political consulting firm, as a partner in 2018 at SCRB. She played a central role in the Kamala Harris 2020 presidential campaign. She became a political ally of Harris's since the latter's first run of 
the California Attorney General in 2010 when she helped Harris negotiate a shared SEIU endorsement in the race. Butler advised Uber in dealing with organized labor while at SCRB. I mean, she's done, she's done a lot of different things. All I'm saying is she's not a nobody nobody. She's a nobody that we might not know, but a somebody, a somebody inside the game is all I'm saying. And we ain't inside the game like that. And if we were inside the game, we'd know her. If, if, we, were, if we were part of these political moves, political movement, we'd know her. And that should tell us something about us as a community and us when it comes to building up our political muscle. We, want to, we say we get pushed around all the time because we're black. I say we get pushed around all the time because we don't play the game right, because we don't have good strategy, and because we know that in this country, being black has never been a plus. To who we are and how we grow and what we do. And that means that you got to be smarter than everybody. And, and that's what, that, and so, don't, so be smarter. Work harder. This is what the game, this is what the game requires. John Beckman says she will probably run for Senate in 2024 and win, pissing off Shift and Lee. And if, if that's so, John, let's just say you're right, then maybe black folks should thank the governor for keeping Robert Lee in her Congress, congressional seat and bringing a black woman into the Senate so we don't lose nothing. I don't know. I just know that it's interesting and um and goes to show you uh, how many political games and, and all the different movements that exist and that, um, you know, Democrats are hardcore believers in what, in what they believe and Republicans are hardcore believers in what they believe. And both of them have equally um, done everything they can to destroy this country because they haven't done much for the people. My name is Jay King, and you've been tuned into the Jay King Show. Good night. What's up, Ali? Man, good job, man. You know, I like what you're saying, man. It's some good shit, Jay King. I appreciate you, man. Right on. Uh, so, um, Mike, what did you think about him? What did you think about? Because uh, you, you you left me a few comments. You texted me. You said I, I like Mark. I I like those are Democrats, and you know you were hardcore Republican. What did you like about him? <laughs> uh, I like to hear. Um... <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you know, good good job though, Jay. You know, you you telling them what yeah. to do. There's a lot of folks that always talk about have been in politics for a long time, but they ain't got no skin in the game, and they've been in it for a long time. 
you know, uh, it, it's it's just what you said though. We we haven't been doing too much of nothing, but we got to figure out how to put our money and put our votes in the right direction, man. And then until we can do that, if we're going to we continue to have issues. If, if we don't make our community aware of its involvement or its need to be involved in the political landscape of America, if we don't make our community aware of its need to be involved in the capitalistic society that is America and plug into capitalism and become investors. Our job should be to empower our communities financially. We should, we should make it, everybody should have enough money that we, that we don't have to struggle every day. And that's the conversation we should be having with our community. And people think that it costs a lot of money to invest in the stock market. It don't cost a lot of money. You can buy you can buy parts of a of a stock. You don't have to buy the whole thing. If you don't have a hundred bucks uh, to to buy um, to buy Apple or to buy Google, um, right now well, how much is a Google? Let me tell you guys right now. Right now, you can buy a share in Disney. A share in Disney for eighty five dollars and seventy cents. So if you say I don't have eighty five dollars and seventy cents. Then, then put $10 on Disney, own an eighth of it. And then next, next week, next month, put another $10. Because Disney is going to be a $300 a share stock one day. So if you bought it for, 80, for 85 bucks, if your average cost is 80, 90 bucks, and, you, and it turns into $300, not only did you not spend the money, you just you just made you you just made a profit for the rainy day. Amazon is one hundred and thirty two dollars a share. Let me tell you, before Amazon split, Amazon was a thirty five hundred dollars a share stock, and it split. It split into twenty shares, and and it went all the way down to a certain to, to ninety bucks. Now it's at one hundred and thirty two dollars. Why don't you guys? Why, why aren't we telling people? To invest in Amazon, buy buy Amazon at one thirty two. If it goes up to thirteen hundred dollars a share, you you worth ten times. Now, is it going to happen today? No, over time. But we have to start investing. When it comes to spending, we are number one per capita. No one outspends African Americans on a per capita basis. In other words, for the amount of money we have, we, we, we spend at number one. We, we're going to spend everything. When it comes to investing, we're last. If, you, if, we're, if, there's, if there's a group of people that are going to invest their money, we're going to be the last people to do it. If we simply change those two things, if we invested the way we spent, we change a hundred years in ten. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan, J. King. And we need to invest, man, to try to find some money just so we can we can do the uh the fundraisers and help the political parties with, with the money that we got that we invest in. Speaking of Disney, Jay. 
was one of the seven dwarf names, Ali Abbas. Yep, over, that's right. Over time, you're gaining. That's what investing is all about. You know, just like when we invested in, um, in Reviver, we invested in Reviver a couple of years ago, but we invested at 35 cents a share. Reviver going to come on, if they come on a stock market at 100 bucks a share or 20 bucks a share or give in church on Sunday, we take billions to the bank on Monday morning. Yeah, but the, but the, but the, 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 the church ain't building our community. We, we have Starbucks and all these fast food restaurants and stuff in our community. We don't own them. Bank got enough money, it can own it. We just gotta think different. We we gotta we gotta we gotta divorce ourselves from old thinking and 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 re recommit ourselves to being better. That's the way I see it. Yes, sir. I'm with you. All right, Mike, we good? Yeah, good show, Jay. Thank you, Mike. All right, you guys. Did, did we get? Do I need an ending, or did we do an ending? Uh, no, I think we got it. Okay, yeah, we got an ending. Okay, great. All right, Mike. I want you guys to know, Mike and I. Mike is a uh, Republican and super conservative, and we have great conversations, don't we, Mike? By the way, Mike John Beckman hey, said. John Beckman said um, you should become, you know, you know, John Beckman quit the Republican Party. He said he, he said he's sick and tired of them, that they don't know what they're doing, and he said you should become an independent like him. So vote Republican without the label? <laughs> he said so vote Republican. <laughs> no, he said, he said some things he's going to vote like a Republican, some things he's not. He said he just thinks, as a matter of fact, he's leaning toward Robert, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah. Hey. That's all right. Vote. Yeah, wasted vote. It, and he didn't have to change his party if he wanted to vote Democrat. Republicans can vote no. Democrat. He got he got rejected by the Democrats, so he came <laughs> over to be an independent. Is Dion Splinter your wife? Yes, it is. Is she on the line? She said, "Are you?" She said, "Are you running for mayor or governor?" <laughs> and I'm not running for either. <laughs> that's good. She's looking at us. No, I'm not. I would. I don't think I'm good for political office. I'm good for what I hey, do. Yeah. You might do good, Jay, if you if you went in as a wow. Republican. <laughs> <laughs> you do good. No, um, because it's because we it's have good conversations, though, huh, Jay? Yeah, we do. We have great conversations. I, yeah, I think, pretty intelligent. I think there's there's something on both sides to be said. And I think I think we have to, mm-hmm. you know, if, if my mama said if everything you say you always right and everybody else is always wrong, there's a lot of bullshit in your story. And I believe my mama that you know we we can't everything we say we can't be everything right and everything else is everything wrong. We have to look at this thing across the board. And then mm-hmm. you know. Um, the fact that we continue to, um, and I, when I say we, I'm talking about the country. I'm talking about our, from our president on down, that race is still an issue, that we still make race an issue, that we won't tackle the fact 
that the debt that's owed to Americans of African descent for the crimes that were committed against us isn't a real conversation on how do we get to, how do we fix it so we can move past it so this conversation can end and we can become a better country. The fact that we don't have those conversations, and that, that's not a conversation that you have at the state level. That's a conversation you have at a federal level because the federal government was the most criminal. The federal government is the most criminal against us. The federal government stole the land. The federal government and the Bureau of Land Management stole more land from black folk than any other entity. The federal government with, with, um, with redlining and, and uh, with, uh, uh, with eminent domain. So you start talking about a, a wealth factor when African Americans in 1910 owned 15 million acres and there were only 8 million of us then. Here we have 43 million African Americans and we collectively own 1.2 million acres. How did you lose all that land mass? Well, you, you got a government that's a criminal against you. So when you start, when you start measuring my wealth, you measure my you measure my wealth without measuring the criminal acts that destroyed it, and that's just one area. That's just in land ownership. When you start talking about business and copyrights and trademarks and and uh, and um, um, what do you call it when you and patents? Come on, man, it's a cold game. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you. We do this show. Um, if you, listen, if you guys want to um, uh, hear my shows, go to your app store and download the iHeartRadio app. Download the iHeartRadio app and then search for The J. King Show and follow me there. And every time I have a show, you can hear it there. Even though it plays on KBLA, it will um, also, you can hear it there at any time. We have a lot of really good shows there. Um, Paulette said, independent folk never have their never voice in the beginning until the rep, the Republicans and Democrats give them their choice. Uh, again, Paulette, that's because, because we, we succumb to the system, and we give the system so much power that we suck our own power away. I think the people have a lot more power than we know. We just have to decide that, we, that our power is ours and stop giving it away. All right. Peace out, you guys. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right, Jake. Thank you, sir.